0: You're listening to Wake Up with Patty Catter. Wake Up with Patty Catter. Where each week, Patty will interview guests that will motivate, encourage, and inspire you. Now, here's your host,
1: Patty Catter.
0: Hey, Amy. Thank you for joining my show today. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in this week. I have Amy Williams from The Amy Williams Show with me, so we have a little bit of a treat. We have another podcaster on the show, which I always love to do. So, Amy, could you go ahead and tell our guests a little bit about yourself, where you came from, and a little bit about your childhood?
1: Oh, sure. Well, first before we get started, I just want to say thank you for the opportunity for having me on your show. You're and awesome. um, I'm excited it's going to be a fun little conversation and uh, you know, fellow podcast buddies are my favorite. Yeah. Um a little bit about me, I am 34. I am married. I've been married for 7 years. We have 3 kiddos, 7, 5, and 1. It's flying by. Um I am the youngest child. I have three older brothers, and um, we have, I don't even know where to go. There's so much. I mean, we've had a
0: lifetime of stuff happen, right? Right. And you're from my home state of Michigan, right? Is that right? Yes.
1: Yeah. I'm born and raised in Grand Rapids, (laughs) and um, we did, my husband and I, we moved to Florida because we were like, we need a new sunshiny beginning and we only lived there for like six months we're like nope it's too hot let's go home
0: <laughs> well I, I stuck to Florida so that's where I am now
1: <laughs> okay well yeah. you know, we loved it but mm-hmm. it was like opposite everybody in the wintertime is out and you know doing their thing in the summertime they're all hiding in the AC and here it's like summertime you're out you're on the boat you're doing all the fun stuff so yeah,
0: yeah. this will yeah. change yeah it is definitely. um so could you go ahead and tell us a little bit about uh, first, we'll go ahead and just start with just a snippet of your podcast. What do you focus on?
1: So my podcast is geared towards Christian women, and um it's not exclusive to that, but it's kind of <laughs> geared towards that <laughs> and just um, I've been through a lot of different things in my life, and in some of those things i really felt like i was alone and i didn't know where you know, like i didn't feel like anybody could understand what i was going through even though they would try and give advice or help and so i just wanted it to be a safe place where we can talk about the hard topics respectfully and um and help people know that they're not alone whether it's a mental illness or um you know grief or financial struggles, or I mean, the list can go on and on. And I just, I wanted to build that community of support. So that's, Mm -hmm. um, we've only got 12 episodes published right now. So Mm -hmm. it's just kind of, we launched, Ooh, what is it? Three weeks ago now. So, but it's been amazing. It's such a fun journey of meeting other podcasters and Mm -hmm. just the words of encouragement that people have sent. So Mm -hmm. it's been really fun.
0: I think that I read someplace, you started your podcast um, you, after you had lost, is that your both of your parents or?
1: Yeah. Um, my mom passed away in November um, 13 years ago, and then my dad passed away this February. It'll be three years. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, oh, and you started your podcast after your dad passed?
1: Yeah. Yep.
0: Okay. So that's kind of like me. Um, I lost both of my parents. Both of them were in um, 2015. I lost them though. And I really felt comforted by having a podcast actually, because I think for me, at least my parents would like to see me succeed and um, help other people. And you know, podcasting, you can reach a much more broad audience than you can if you're just talking to a neighbor, which I still talk to my neighbors, but Talk to a lot of other people now too, right, Amy? Yeah. <laughs> um, so experiencing grief or hardships, I like how you've been able to turn some of those, some things around in your life because as we all know, grieving is very difficult. Um, you've had a lot of other trials in your life. Is there one specific thing in your life that you can think of that you've been able to overcome successfully as far as one trial?
1: Oh boy. Um. I think I'm still a work in progress <laughs> mm-hmm. um so when my when my mom passed, I had just turned twenty one and uh I talked about it in one of my episodes, but i I think I just because of my age, I didn't know how to handle it. It was such a shock, it was a heart attack, and um I ended up just going to the bar mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I'll be frank that's not that's not who I am anymore, <laughs> but I spent all my nights just drinking away everything. And I thought that that was fixing it because when I was drunk, I didn't think about the pain. And um, I can I can look back and see now how damaging that was because it w- eventually when I sobered up, the pain was still there and I still had to figure it out and process it. It wasn't like, you know, it's kind of like you sweep it under the rug. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you're going to have to roll the rug up and clean underneath it. So that's kind of like what happened. And so I'm, I feel like that would be one success thing is like now I feel like I've been able to process. And then when my dad passed away almost three years ago, um, again, a heart attack, very shocking. Um, I feel like I was more prepared to, um, not that it was easier because it definitely wasn't easier, but it was right. more, it was easier to process if that makes sense because I didn't turn to alcohol for <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, a few nights maybe, but not like, not like when my mom died. Mm-hmm.
0: And so I know as well as you, normally I would ask, what would you tell people who are going through grief? But there's not really one thing that you can tell somebody going through grief, I don't think. Um, I think that each person is on their individual journey and each time you lose somebody, it's different for each person and um, the relationship is different. So I really don't Quite have a question there. Um, do you have any input on how you've been able to kind of deal a little bit better now this time around losing your father versus when you lost your mother? Besides obviously being sober.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, I think you you hit the nail on the head because it is every every loss is different for every person, but that's because every relationship is different. So um, January of last year. My mother-in-law died. And um, I, I bring that up because my husband had to walk me through my dad passing. And then all of a sudden the the shoes were reversed. And now I'm having to walk him through and help him process. And I was like, holy crap, this is a whole different experience for me because I, I've never been on this end of it. I've always been the one in in pain and him not being able to understand where I'm at. And then I'm like, oh, now I don't understand. And as much as I can say, I know how you feel. I feel like that is like nails on a chalkboard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, no, you don't. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like the relationship that he had with his mom, completely different than what I had with my mom or my dad. And it's just, there's, I, I've done a lot of reading, a lot of studying and how to process grief and how to, you know, that kind of thing. And and there's like the five steps of grief. And as much as those are true, I feel like it's also a bunch of, a a load of dirty laundry because Mm -hmm. you, you can go through those five stages a hundred different times and and never in order, Mm
0: -hmm. you know? Yeah, I completely agree. I've read those too, and I'm like, this is ridiculous. Some of those steps didn't apply to me. Some of them were definitely out of order. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. So what about, um, Let's see, let's move on to another subject because you do have so many different things in your life. And I know grief is definitely hard. And one of the reasons I wanted to bring it up is to kind of get our listeners talking and thinking because everybody loves somebody that has passed away, but we all have a really hard time talking about it, I think, at least the majority. Um, I know for me, It maybe for you too I'm more of the caring protective type I want to help other people and I don't want to share my grief with other people so much because I don't want to burden them I want to take care of them I don't want them to feel worse because I feel bad if that makes sense so yeah and I want to kind of hear our listeners responses on um, what they think about it too and um Now, one of the things that you were telling me before the show is that, did you say your brother is in a wheelchair?
1: Yes. Yep. My middle brother, because I have three older brothers. So the middle one is in a wheelchair. Mm
0: -hmm. So I kind of want to pick your brain on this just a tiny bit here too. I had a, a guy on our show. His name is Joshua Foster, and he became paralyzed because of a bad car accident. And he became a pro bodybuilding champion. And he is amazing like doing these awesome things and it was interesting to hear his story of how he went through all these different phases um from the time he was injured until even today and we haven't been able to hear a family member's perspective so I'd like to hear that what happened to your brother to place him in that wheelchair
1: uh it was a a freak accident when he was a baby um I guess in, in our world, we don't really use the word normal, but he was born normal. If, mm-hmm. if you want to call it that. Right. And, um, my mom at the time put him in, the, my dad used to show horses. I'm a country girl and my mom was at a, a horse show and she put him in the back seat to take a nap. And when he, um, was sleeping, somehow he had rolled over, uh, or like sideways. I don't really know. Um, mm-hmm and when she went to check on him 10 to 15 minutes later he was blue in the face wow. so basically they kind of caught him in the middle of sids mhm and they had a son um in between my two oldest brothers that had died of sids oh wow and um they were able to revive him but because they said he had roughly 6 minutes of no oxygen to his brain it's um it was brain damage so he has cerebral palsy mm-hmm. um he is amazing he's awesome he loves to paint he's he he's incredible. He's so inspiring. He has a love for God and a love for kids. And, um, you know, he just, he's all there mentally
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it, it's not that type of brain damage. It's just a physical.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Wow. So it's, it, he can walk with assistance, mm-hmm. but, um, he can't, he can't walk on his own. Mm-hmm. So
0: is he able to talk? Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep, it's sometimes it's hard to understand him. We laugh a lot and say what a lot, mm-hmm. um, and sometimes he'll get mad and annoyed and be like, "Why can't you understand me?" And he'll just say, "Never mind." Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, no, I mean he he goes right right along with everybody, and he he likes to crack jokes and oh yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So growing up, how did that affect you?
1: Oh uh, man, in so many ways, but for me it was. there was no other way. So I just always thought it was like, that's, this is it. You know, you don't think about it. But when I look back and go, Oh, well, that's why, you know, we had the house we had and the ramp and the garage and all that stuff. And Mm -hmm. why we always had, my parents always had friends over because they couldn't bring their son to their friend's house because he couldn't get in. Mm -hmm. And so even now, like, my husband and I will talk about it. I'm like, I just want people over at our house. I want to be the host. And it's because of how I grew up and everybody always came to our house. It was like, oh, well, this is, this was supposed to be like, that's normal. And I think one of the harder things was just everything we did was adjusted. Mm -hmm. Like we had to have the van that had the lift. We had to, you know, if we go on vacation, we got to make sure that we have a handicap accessible. And And then the the laws and rules and things were much different than they are now. Everything's way more accessible with all the handicap buttons on doors and things like that. But, Mm -hmm. um, you know, it just, I think my parents' marriage suffered a little bit just because they couldn't get their date nights and invest in in each other. And um, not to blame him by any means. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's four of us. It's a lot regardless. But just that added obstacle and, and knowing like, okay, we have to get a babysitter and how do you get him? You got to get the right person. So I think it was just one of those things. You know what I mean? I think it's interesting to hear your side
0: because, um, I have three kids and my husband was wounded in combat and they were pretty young growing up with a guy, you know, a dad who had Brain injury, and it's really cool because looking back, I remember my my youngest daughter. She's very much into acting, and she wanted to make a video one day, so she made a video of her going into Joanne Fabric and um, she was picking up this yarn and I asked her, what are you doing? You know, I'm filming her and she's like, um, you know, she's talking about how she's going to make some scarves for wounded veterans. And Hmm. it's funny because then I said something like, well, what do you think about your dad who has brain injury? And she looked at me really funny and she said, that's my dad. He might have TBI, but he's not TBI.
1: (laughs) Oh, that's so cute. It
0: is cute. And it's neat to, it's, Really awesome to think about how kids process things differently because you were raised in that atmosphere, and even to this day, my kids are fully grown now, and they are able to see things a lot differently with um, people who are handicapped in any which way, and they're more sensitive and sweet and um, I think that I see that in you too, as you went through these what most other people would think are obstacles and that's just how that's your that's your normal.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't. I guess I don't see that as an obstacle. I I feel like that's like a strength almost. And even for like my kids, that's their uncle Day Day, and they absolutely love him. He gives them a ride. They hop on his little footrest, and
0: mm-hmm. he
1: can, his chair goes up, and his chair goes down, and they get a kick out of it. They love their uncle Day Day. So mm-hmm. I think you know, for me, it makes them better people, mm-hmm. and I think it's so important to have people differently abled around your kids because right. I remember, I don't, I can't even tell you how many times we would go out to eat or go anywhere, mm-hmm. anywhere. And people would just stare, Yeah, like, you know, especially kids and you know, they don't know any better mm-hmm. and they're just staring because they've never seen a wheelchair or they, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I just remember feeling like, why are you staring at my brother? Stop staring at him mm-hmm. <laughs> because I didn't, it wasn't different to me.
0: Right right so i think one of the things that we can take away from today's show is a nobody's alone out there so if you're listening you're not alone connect with amy connect with me connect with our all of our podcast listeners out there because uh, I know, speaking for my listeners, we're all supportive of each other. We have a huge group on Facebook that you can join and it's positive, encouraging, motivating. And I can say the same about Amy. She, I actually um, noticed a post that she made in another group on Facebook and it, it attracted me to her because she was talking about how she was more of an encouraging, positive person. And that's the kind of person that I want to be around. (laughs) So, um,
1: Yes. And and same to you.
0: (laughs) Thank you. Amy, how can our listeners find you on social media?
1: Oh man, I'm on them all. So I'm on TikTok, the Amy Williams show. I'm on Instagram and Facebook, the Amy Williams show, and then uh, Twitter, because it's too long of a (laughs) handle. It's (laughs) at the AW show. Okay. All right. Awesome. It's got to be different, right?
0: Yeah. Well, I know my Twitter's different too. (laughs) So my wake up with Patty Catter" that's pretty, I mean, almost every alphabet alphabet
1: letter I would say.
0: Right. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Is there anything else that you'd like to share with our listeners before we wrap it up today?
1: No, I don't think so. Just maybe um, whatever you're struggling with, there are like a thousand groups or more there's way more than a thousand. There's tons of groups on Facebook, and I would say that's a great way to start if you're not comfortable getting out there. but find the podcast that that works for you, and I hope that um I can be one of your podcasts and just just knowing that God's got your back and that you know you're not alone that whatever you're going through, somebody mm-hmm. is there to help you,
0: absolutely. Thank you, Amy. That's awesome. I usually say that. So thanks for saying Hi. that. <laughs> oh, yay! Thank you. Thanks for being on the show and everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to follow Amy on social media and um, we'll be sure to share her links.
1: Yes. Thank you.
0: Thank you for listening to wake up with Patty Catter. Be sure to visit www.pattycatter.com for the latest articles, podcasts, and swag. Yeah. <laughs>